Here we go. We are live. We are live. All right. Welcome, everybody. It's our fifth episode now. And uh, oh my gosh, my Alexa is going off with reminders. Uh, it's not getting up. Okay. So let's go with this. So, what are we working on this week? Well, um, last week we covered, uh, you know, is there a bun in the oven? And um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you might want to go back and watch that episode so you understand about it. But there's been some updates on this, and we're kind of curious, is that bun in the oven fake? So if you want to know more, uh, stay tuned. We're, we're going to get to that. Uh, then we're going to get to a little bit on, you know, what's happening with uh, Meteor 3.0. And what's behind the push to Meteor 3.0? You'll want to watch until the end to learn why. Okay. Um, this and more on this week in Meteor JS, uh, Meteor Dispatches um, podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I'm working a little bit with COVID today. So I'm going to pass on a lot of the work to uh, both uh, Jan Storyteller and Jan Kuster. So they're going to take up with this. I want to mention, by the way, that um, we have not seen uh, any uh, feedback this week. Um, and I was wondering if Storyteller might be able to pop up the the um, form to show where people can put the feedback in. And you I'll add that in a second. And, uh, you know, we've got some great comments over the last couple of weeks. We got some. Uh, great participation. I was very happy with that. I think we want to continue to see that kind of uh, engagement uh, because we do this for you. And uh, if we're not doing what you want or what you need or what you think is useful, then you know, tell us about it because we'll we'll modify, we'll adjust, we'll we'll make some changes. And um, so here we go. So yes, so. You can find the Meteor Dispatches suggestions box under any of the uh, official forum uh, announcements. And then it's this uh, lovely form where you know you put in what, what you want uh, <laughs> us to know. And then we'll get the information and we can then look, uh, look it up and uh, start working with it. All right. So um, having said that, I, I just want to make one announcement. And uh, it's uh, something I was thinking about for a while, about how we can engage more of the community. And uh, about two weeks ago, we did an episode on September 8th. Um, that was day after my birthday. And my birthday was the day before. And today is my daughter's birthday. And uh, she turns 20. So hi, Nadira. I just want to let you know that uh, daddy loves you. And um thinking about you uh but more important than that and by the way uh she is a member of the community uh she came to um meteor camp uh many years ago spent an entire day with us and uh i think she was like maybe 11 at the time or something i forget how, how old she was but uh she was a young person um but i i would like as much as possible where we can drop in these kinds of announcements up front about members of the community uh, would love to do that. So uh, if you would like to, maybe we can expand the um, the uh, 
collection form to include something for announcements. Okay, going forward. Sounds and with that, I am going to turn the news over to the uh, Jan brothers, as I'm calling them now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Great. Okay, let me start today with the um, modular meter server and client discussion. We have a follow-up there. As you might know, if you watched last week's episode, there was already some discussion on that topic. And um, we just wanted to get this topic back up here again because... Um, People are looking for contributors or collaborators on some potential modular meter server and client. And this is, of course, something we all have to uh, consider from time to time because this will be definitely some post 3.0 um, topic for Meteor and the community at all. Because um, if you've watched the trends in the whole frameworks and the JavaScript community, then you may have realized many frameworks go the way getting modular, some to the extent to become fully modular. Um, we don't know if it, this is something we all as a media community want or need or can do or whatever. But I think this is a good starting point if you're interested in that topic. For me, this is all what has always been interested because I'm also developing progressive web app with uh, progressive web apps uh, with media and um, having a modular server client uh, architecture would make things even more interesting from a PWA perspective, but also from other perspectives like local first, offline first, which we will talk about later today as well, but also interchanging uh, functionalities from database to accounts, authentication, many things. If this topic is interesting for you, you should check out this forum topic definitely. I think Jan has also one or two things to say on that, as he did already last week. <laughs> yes, uh, this this is kind of movement is uh, nothing new. Uh, as you kind of said, it, it was it's something that comes up, and uh, for me, you know, or the, we could say there are kind of two sides: one that wants to go fully modular, one that wants to stay, you know, fully monolith. And I'm so, like somewhere in the middle, where you know, I want to have kind of, you could say, both of the best of the both worlds. You know, I want to be able to exchange some particular, uh, you know, things uh, that I think make sense to be, ex uh, you know, that you can switch out. But then, you know, for the most part, I'm very happy with the monolith uh, nature of Meteor because it just takes care of so many things. So, and we've kind of been moving towards the, you know, more modular approach. And if you kind of look, you know, really underneath things, uh, you know, all of the different things in Meteor are packages. So we are, you could say in a halfway there, we can all cha change which front end we want. And uh, this will probably, you know, continue to a certain extent, but we just, I think at this person, I feel we have to be careful not to lose yeah. uh, or the benefits that we have as we are right now. Yeah. I mean, there, there are many factors. On the one hand, we don't want to lose uh, the connection to the overall JavaScript ecosystem. We don't want Meteor to be in a place where it's so isolated that people people have to have to leave it, which is would, would be the, the, the worst situation. On the other hand, as you said, we also don't want to lose all the advantages that Meteor brings. So, on my in my opinion, this is 
why it's so important for many people of us to join this conversation, to get into this, bring your thoughts in, maybe start doing some um, proof of concept ideas. Um, there is actually the other top, uh, the other topic you linked. Uh, uh, can you, if you please, open the yeah. other tab on on that topic? Um, yeah, that was this one. Not uh, the other one. Um, the um, it's called looking for collaboration on yeah, this one. Um, yeah, this one. There, there is also already some example code, some ideas. So it's 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 already discussing some approaches, and the more people starting to contribute to here on, on, on this topic, the more we get a realistic uh, uh, view on what could be the future of Meteor in terms of modular approach. Yeah, another thing kind of to this, uh, as I can open here, you know, for the long-term suggestion to split Meteor in many NPM packages, uh, there are many steps to kind of take it because of just, uh, you know, the legacy that we have uh, in Meteor. And that's kind of part of big, big step in that is, you know, Meteor 3 and uh, probably sometime in the future will be completely, or at least in some fashion, moving uh, probably to NPM packages, even though I would argue that Atmosphere has its own uh, merit. But at the same time, I think we can also get that merit that we really have within atmosphere packages in NPM if done properly. So All right, I guys, I just want to mention as before you go on is we have a question from uh, the weekend team. Uh, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to wait until we're done with the news to address that. So yes, I'll and we can, we, can, we can probably touch on that in one of our next segments. Yeah. OK. All right. Are you moving on? Yes. So uh, there has been uh, uh, from Adventures in Nodeland published an article uh, about their initial thoughts on BAN, uh, which is uh, you know kind of as we could expect, you know more you know I wouldn't necessarily say negative, but more uh, very approach, uh, and it's I would. You know, highly recommend everybody to read it uh, because it explains uh, why Ban, as you can see, why Ban is faster than Node.js, uh, and also some limitation uh, that you know in Meteorland does not concern us. And the big thing is, you know, like with everything, if you have uh, you know if you have super speed, that comes with uh, with a cost and explains here in more details about that but i think kind of what is the most positive uh message uh is you know what's next for node js uh, from this at least in the mid to short term uh for meteor is that there already has been created uh, uh a performance team within node.js and that they are starting to really uh add more performance stuff into Node.js itself. And I think this, you know, bun release, which really is hitting them uh, on the performance, which for many people is going to be super attractive, uh, even to, to the downside it might bring. Uh, it will put a pressure on the Node team to, you know, move more in this area, invest more into it. And through that, Meteor is also going to benefit. So. Again, I highly recommend it, uh, and it's kind of is also uh, 
say maybe cautionary tale or kind of warnings uh, you know don't always jump on the uh bandwagon and yeah that's probably what i'm going to say about this yeah um from here we may move over to the latest uh, 3.0 update um which is mostly about the um, version bumps that have been reverted. If any one of you might uh, uh, up, uh, update uh, to an alpha 3.0 version in the past with an existing project, they might have realized uh, that some package updates like ECMA script to a new major revision caused a lot of pain because many dependencies uh, were simply rejecting this major update and would have caused so many people to update nearly every package because nearly every package is depending on ECMA script, um, for example. And um, this has been reverted, of course, because it makes sense on those packages that just don't have any important updates on uh, related to 3.0 related to any major changes. And um, if you experienced that in the past, you might check out, I think the latest alpha is already at alpha 0.15 or something. 15, yeah. yeah, alpha, uh, the alpha 0.15 is already the latest alpha version. So update to the latest alpha version and try again and it should work out now. Um, if you're interested in which packages have been reverted, um, we linked the pull request there. Um, it's the 12.778, there is, there you can, check in the file changes which um, packages have been reverted in the package.js files. So um, that should be resolved by now. If not, of course, open an issue, get in contact with um, any of either us or the media team, especially in the repo or on the Slack, the Discord or the forums. Any feedback is appreciated and um, don't hesitate to try out um, the 3.0 alpha versions with your projects. It makes it all better for us, makes a more robust version. So when we arrive with a beta, we have much of the issues already out. Yeah, uh, I add to this that for uh, community packages, I will be probably releasing new versions uh, to support the latest alpha uh, over the weekend or in the coming week as I get uh, around to it for my own personal testing. So let me just uh, step in for a second. Uh, we had a comment from the Weekend team again. <coughs> and uh, so they said that the problem with Bon and Dino is they don't support as many CPUs and OSs like Node.js. So that's an interesting observation to also make. So yes. we can go on with that. Uh, I want to say, want to yeah. say hello to Daniel, who Daniel Dornhaft, who's Dornhard, who's with us again this week. Thanks for coming again. Love seeing you here. Um, add your comments in and, and uh, you know, stay connected. Yeah, I just also uh, kind of want to add to this as well that I have been, oh, that's kind of given because it's a new project and to get all the different, you know, operating systems, CPUs and all that stuff is going to take some time. Uh, and in this case, that's kind of the advantage of, you know, uh older projects that have had the time to do that and you know the interest and, and especially in case of node 
uh, they have, could say, the market dominant, so that everybody wants to have compatibility with them. Uh, personally, I have been also trying, um, could say, uh, Dino uh, or to replace Node in Meteor uh, for Bun, and uh, so far I've, it has been. I have been just done it only for like the absolute basic startup and uh, primarily, and that's where I noticed probably the, the speed for the uh bundle uh builder so and i through that i realized it should be even possible for example to have bun uh, run for say the meteor tool while the the application itself will still be built on node so mm. uh there's a lot of experimentation i'm not the only one kind of experimenting uh with this uh but when we have something like just a more stable or something that's usable will definitely let you know all right next up yes hacktoberfest is coming Woo! <laughs> so this is just a short announcement to anyone it this is important to anyone who's in the open source community um even if you're not directly interested in hacktoberfest if you know about it um if you don't know about it um, Hacktoberfest is this happening in a month in the October um, where mostly repository owners and maintainers are preparing their repositories to accept contributions, even from beginners, first time contributions, anything else, and help them, guide them, make it easy for them to do their first pull requests and overall help open source and free software to gain the momentum to get more people involved, especially those who are often um, trying to, to, to support in some way, collaborate in some way, but were maybe not on that level or thought they are not on that level. Mostly it's that <laughs> to, to contribute. And you can contribute in any ways, maybe just changing a typo you found in a readme file up to some documentation things or um, minor codes and, and up to, of course, major things. And um, of course, it's always good to open an issue, discuss that issue. It's all written there how you uh, should uh, do that. And the best of all is when these issues are flagged as Hacktoberfest, except then you may also get some nice prices. So you should check out the Hacktoberfest website. And we will also continuing to do some shout outs in the next days about how Meteor as well as Meteor community packages will um, relate to Hacktoberfest and what you can do with our repositories and the Meteor repositories and um, in which way participation will be possible there. And and even if you're not interested personally in that, you should spread the word because maybe you know other developers that could benefit from that. This is a really good moment for people to step in for collaborating. Okay, so uh, quick shout out as well. I have posted on the forums, uh, let's say a quick survey about Open Collective for Meteor Community Packages. I'm trying to kind of gauge uh, interest if people are interested in supporting Meteor Community Packages and you know, the community developers through Open Collective, if that is something that people might be interested in. Uh, so yeah, 
that's that's kind of it. I just want to know if that's uh, what people might be interested in, uh, and if that's something that I should, you know, kind of sink my time into setting up uh, and then, uh, especially down the road, managing for years to come. So. Uh, please uh, let let me know, and if we have uh, good enough responses, then we'll get this set up. And I guess also part part of that would be for this podcast. Potentially, we shall see. Okay. Yeah. Then um, the local first uh, web development uh, post is also some of the topics that always emerge from time to time. Offline capability, local first. There were some packages mentioned in the past, like GroundDB, which uses local forage and all that stuff. It's also a little bit related to progressive web apps, which also sometimes need some offline first capabilities. And um, very important here is. This topic is also, again, a perspective topic post 3.0. Um, how do we want to realize this? There is already an open GitHub issue. Uh, um, no, it's it's a, a GitHub discussion, right? Yes. yes. Improve offline support. And um, I think it's important for everyone, if this topic is something important for you, please upvote it. Or if you have a different opinion on that, please comment. Because... With these discussions, we shape the future of the framework and also, of course, capabilities that we as community, you as developers, as companies um, can leverage for your projects. And to me, this is still a very important um, issue. We, as, uh, as my uh, research projects I'm working in, we have target groups that have sometimes very limited capabilities um, in, in, in terms of uh, connectivity. They are in the rural areas and, and, and they have, we, we need this uh, offline support. So um, this is a very important topic to me, definitely. <laughs> so maybe it's, if it's for you, please join the conversation. <laughs> so just very, very quickly, could you just give a little bit more background on what, um, what, what offline first? Is so, I mean, uh, yes, offline first is, uh, you could say, a concept it's a, or a movement uh, that you pretty much build your application to uh, work completely offline first. And if there is a you know server connection, it syncs the data with it, or it, it's like a bonus. It doesn't need the server to work. That's 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 the general concept. Uh, some of you might remember uh, the old framework hoodie, which is sadly. I think no longer maintained, but there is now the RxDB that's gonna uh, says the, I could say the alternative uh, to it, or at least that looks like it's officially endorsed. So that kind of provides at least for the data part uh, the necessary uh, could say API would say it also looks very very similar to what we are what we know from. Uh, Meteor. And how, mm -hmm. how is and this when, different, by the way, from uh, the concept of optimistic UI that that uh, Meteor started with? Because it seemed to me that that was all related to uh, being offline. Yes. Uh, the difference with optimistic UI is that if it didn't get uh, 
a response, it would kind of revert your changes uh, unless you had that uh, somehow covered. Uh, and it, even then afterwards, it still needed, it, it was mostly, you know, to kind of account for the latency uh, than actually being fully offline. Okay. Uh, you can, you know, if, if you uh, know the tricks and work on, you know, with uh, say ground DB and other things, you can actually make uh, it already, but it's, uh, uh, for example, Ground DB hasn't seen update in a while. It's also on my to-do list to get to it eventually, uh, but that's a problem. And if you actually look on the RxDB, uh, they describe, you know, like with MiniMongo and with Meteor, uh, you know, as potential alternatives uh, to what they are doing. And but they also, since you know they are propping up themselves, they describe that it's you know. Uh, you know, as mentioned, you unmaintained certain parts and uh, they have like even outdated information that uh, be hard to integrate with other modern JavaScript frameworks like Angular, Vue, and Svelte. Uh, so if any of you guys, anybody from RxDB is looking at this, guys, fix this because that's uh, very outdated and no years uh, no longer true. Uh, so yes, uh, that's kind of the big, I'd say the difference. If this documentation is hosted, is actually accessible on GitHub, this is also a good opportunity during Hacktoberfest to open an issue and saying like, hey, this is outdated information. Meteor integrates very well with these technologies. And then you can link actually the documentation of Meteor. Yeah, so, looks like it's um, available. So yeah, yeah if so, you guys, so. if you want to, uh, that might, depends if they are if they are participating, but yeah. definitely, you know, something to, uh, you know, consider for Hacktoberfest. I mean, if, if nobody else is doing that, we can do it after Oktoberfest. We can do it on our own. But I I personally would let um, other yeah. people step in simply to give them a chance to participate in Hacktoberfest. Um, there's one thing related to the local first. I think the uh, linked article um, has um, not the discussion, but the forums article. Um, I cross-linked um, the other article on when you scroll down at the very bottom. I cross-linked another article um, on the, um, yes, about um, how far Meteor is already offline capable or what needs to be done, what, what remains. And I think this is also what uh, we should consider again uh, reading because from what I understand, it's mostly on the Minimongo side and may not require so much more changes from an architectural overall perspective. So. Um, we definitely will be monitoring this topic and will also participating in it from time to time. At least I am keeping on this. <laughs> yeah. When was the last Absolutely. time any changes were made to Minimongo? Uh, actually, recently with the Meteor 3.0 transition, but that has been primarily to that. If you are asking for new capabilities, it has been a very long time. I think this is one of the most most core 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 packages with yeah. very 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 uh, old structured code i mean it works fine right but the thing is it, it feels like you know maybe it's time to take a look at mini mongo and see if we can make it work in you know a uh, little better yeah absolutely modernize it you know 
All right, guys, uh, we're moving on now, I think, to we're going to talk about one of the upcoming deep dives. So I'm going to pass this on. And um, yeah, so we are in the planning of doing an upcoming deep dive on the uh, road to Meteor 3.0, like integrations, but also uh, migrations, uh, deep topics on anything you can imagine. Um, I think we will start. On, no, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spoiler. <laughs> but I, yes. I shouldn't spoiler, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll have. We'll co there's a lot to cover. Uh, so expect from us that will it will be multi episode uh, endeavor, starting with some journal overviews and then going in depth uh, how to kind of proceed with upgrading your application. So. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Alep, you're muted. <laughs> because nobody wants to hear me cough. So uh, we, um, we're going to be uh, reaching out to members of the community. If you have uh, any, if you've been involved in any way on this, or if you have any story to tell with regard to um, the upgrade, and I believe that there was someone who posted uh, not too long ago uh, their their journey, um, and we'll, we'll we'll discuss that in a future episode. But their journey in terms of uh, doing the upgrade path, uh, actually next week we're going to cover that. I I I, I have it uh, set up for next week. So if you have anything like that, if you're documenting or if you're if you're in the process of trying to do an upgrade and you you document it along the way, um, we'd like to talk to you. We'd like to find out, you know, what are the challenges that you're facing and so on. Uh, but also from the teams that are working on doing the doing the upgrade from uh, the two series uh, code base uh, going forward. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We'd love to hear from you also. So um, one of the ons will probably be reaching out. Um, and yeah, I think this will be, um, you know, not only useful, but kind of cool because we'll be capturing really a moment in media history in a way that hasn't been done before. So there is that. I'm going to take myself out for a minute so I can cough. And uh, I'm going to leave these guys here for a second. And uh, they could talk about some uh, reminders. Okay. Yeah, let's start with uh, reminding everybody about Oktoberfest. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned it already, but I can't mention it enough. Oktoberfest is coming. And uh, please uh, keep keep up the next uh, keep up with the next episode because um, we will talk a little bit more about how we with meteor community packages will be prepared for the uh, Hectoberfest, what you could expect and and so on so please stay tuned <laughs> yes uh, on September 26th if I remember correctly from the official website you can start registering so I recommend to set up your Hectoberfest account as soon as possible uh, just in case that there are some waiting periods. So that's uh, coming up more details on that uh, next week. Again, I would like to uh, put a reminder uh, about the survey for uh, potential open collective for uh, Meteor community packages uh, on the forums. So check the links in the description and uh, let us know what, what you think about these initiatives. And finally, um, with regard to these reminders, I just want to 
remind everybody that, uh, you know, uh, if you want to show your support for uh, the folks that are, are doing this podcast and working on uh, media core packages, as well as uh, the media community packages, um, you could do so by sponsoring their GitHub um, accounts. Um, there are GitHub sponsorships for both Jan's in the show notes, in the description for this episode, as well as for prior episodes. Um, by sponsoring them, you demonstrate that uh, you appreciate that the work that they're doing, and it gives them incentive to continue uh, doing this work. As I've said before, it's on their time and on their dime right now. If you can help uh, by uh, you know alleviating that by providing some coffee from time to time, I think that would be very appreciated. And of course, it'll make us feel like you know we are not uh, just building things uh, in the wind. Yes, okay. and. Uh... And for myself, for example, there are also additional benefits, uh, like uh, once a month, I have a hangout with all my sponsors, which by uh, accident today is starting uh, right after the stream is over. Okay. And before we run into uh, what's coming next week, I just want to go back to um, the live chat that we have. And we had, um, as I mentioned earlier, we had uh, a question from the Wacken team. And they, they said, how do we upgrade dependencies to Meteor 3.0? So I should have brought this up a little earlier, um, forgot about it. But uh, now, before we go, I'd like to, I'd like to address this. So uh, for, for the alpha, uh, let me actually probably pull up a nice example. Let me just get it ready here and... Yeah, I think I can do this in this application. Just a moment. Uh, first of all, for like, you know, very expensive, uh, let's say packages or projects, it's uh, not going to be easy. So, okay, let me present. And let's see. Uh, in this new enter presentation mode, yes. So uh, this is, uh, let's say, internal package that I have. If you want, if you have like a package, uh, and that's probably where you start is what you will have to do right now to make it compatible uh, oftentimes, especially if you are using any of the new APIs with the latest 3.0. You need to put kind of this 3.0-alpha dot, in this case, 11, or for next release, I'll have 15 here. Uh, and that will allow it to be uh, installable. Uh, so it's in the API.versions from. So this way, you know, if you want to get any of the packages, test them out with the latest 3.0. Uh, then you can do it like that uh, with the specific alpha release. Uh, you only need to do that if you have, uh, you know, you could say when you try to upgrade, it's going to probably show you a list of warnings and show you which packages are the problem. And this is often because they are connected to specific uh, packages that got upgraded. So in this case, this package would yell at me because uh, the ECMAScript and TypeScript package, if I remember correctly, 
definitely ECMAScript package got updated for the 3.0 release. So uh, if, if I don't include this alpha, it's going to yell at me that there is incompatible uh, incompatibility. Uh, thankfully, with the latest alpha, that should be reduced uh, quite a lot because this affects, as I said, you know, packages with major release uh, in alpha or in the 3.0 meter. Just, so just a question it. here for those that might be interested, or, or if may, maybe somebody is interested in this, in that question. Um, would it be possible to, for example, type now already 3.x or 3.0.0 so you can later, you don't need to do that. So you're already on the safe side now, or is that not possible right now? So do you have to specify the alpha versions and once you're without with the 3.0 have to do that again? Maybe some interesting question for some people. Yeah, I will have to get back to you on that uh, mm -hmm. because th this is kind of, you know, uh, API versions from is, let's say, equivalent to what would be in NPM, say, yeah. to this. So I think it might be possible, but I will have to do a bit more uh, of a digging uh, in this. And I'm not sure if it's actually possible for the alpha and uh, these, let's say, pre-test releases, pre-releases. So I'll have to get back on to you on that specifically. One more reason to tune in next week. <laughs> OK. Absolutely. All right. Um, we're down to the uh, end of the program right now. Um, so let me just mention that coming next week, um, <coughs> excuse me, coming next week, we, we're, we have some talk on a project called Awesome Meteor. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Meteor NYC meetups future. Um, and we've also mentioned a few other items that uh, we have, uh, we're going to be discussing in, in deeper detail next week. So join us then. Until next time. Bye. See you. Have a great weekend.